Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. We will be joined in the 4 o'clock hour of the program today, which is to say in about an hour. We're going to get to the bottom of biggest breaking news story in Kansas City and Recent memory. Trailer gate. <laughs> Trailer gate. Sam, it was a double wide. Oh, well, and there was no front door, so I guess there is no trailer well, gate. there was a front there was door. A front it, door. Was, <laughs> it was just wide it was, open. It was wide open. <laughs> if you missed the end of yesterday's show and the post from the Clay County Sheriff's Office. So stupid. We la- I mean, it is one of the funniest crimes I have ever yeah. witnessed in my almost 30-year career, we now know why there was a fleeing and eluding situation involving a gigantic mobile home. Mm-hmm. We have more information about how the mobile home came to be fleeing and eluding on the back of someone's pickup truck. Oh, we do have the answer to we that? We now know, because our listeners oh, in Excelsior God. Springs reached out in droves last night and said... Let me tell you exactly what happened here. I was there. So at 4 o'clock, we're going to have someone on from their police department because Clay County Sheriff and Excelsior Springs made quick work. Uh, we are going to have the arresting officer oh! on the program. Oh. The one who narrated the video that we played yesterday. I'll just tell you this. Maybe, maybe we can play Sergeant a little clip Kyle here. Craven. I'll oh, tell you nice. this. If you look through the <laughs> flinging wide open door at this trailer that's going 60 miles an hour trying to... By the way, this is an Excelsior Springs. Flea police through red lights. Uh, it is fully furnished in there. You can see a couch. You can see a chest of drawers. There was a chest of drawers, and one of the drawers was open. <laughs> Underwear is flying. <laughs> it was a rickety ride. Grandma might have been inside. We don't know. On, on oxygen with a cigarette. Watching the prices right. I mean, I don't know if we have time. Please tune in at 4 o'clock. My God, that story is funny. <laughs> A story here from the New York Post. Gender-neutral baby names are going to be uh, top in 2024. Would you care to guess some of the names, girls or boys, it doesn't matter, uh, that are projected to be the top na- baby names in 2024? And keep in mind, a lot of uh, not all, but a lot of them are gender-neutral. Pat? No. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> it's time for Pat. I have nothing. Uh, here are some of the girls. Give me, give me a hint. Well, um, okay. For girls, Collins is oh. expected to be the top name in 2024. Collins. 
is Kelsey on there? No. Collins. Um, Ooh. I'm not good at this, Scott. I, I, Dana is gender neutral. I know it's not coming back. Uh, Sam is gender neutral, yeah, technically. It is. Uh, okay, Sam, yeah. D- didn't make it. Mm-mm. Help us out. Uh, Collins is number one for girls. I'll just go down the girls list here. Juniper. Juniper. This is from the New York Post. We didn't go to some obscure website to find this. The Ju- tree? <clears throat> yeah, I guess. Sloan. I love the name Sloan, but I have always thought that to be a girl's name, but okay. It, it is. They have it listed as girl. Uh, Madison with two Ds, not one. Still very much a girl's name, but okay. Spencer. Spencer for a girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Now, <clears throat> the next two, the last two are obviously feminine names. Annie. And here's a name. Wait a minute. They're saying <clears throat> these are gender neutral all, names. Well, not all of them. Oh, okay. But gender neutral mostly. And and the last name on this list that's going to be uh, one of the most popular girls' names in 2024 is a name for obvious reasons that I dearly love, but it's really made a comeback. Margaret. Oh, I love Margaret. And I love Margaret. I love Maggie, yeah. but I love Margaret. That was on our short list for one of our kids. I don't remember which one. Great uh, point from the text line. The sister in the blind side is Collins. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, boys, Cameron. Okay. Uh, Carter. Love it. Coulter. Okay. Here's one I did not expect. Waylon. Oh, I love the That's name a, Waylon. Yeah, I do too. I like Coulter too. Coulter Wall. Uh, Campbell. Love it. Harrison. Love it. Nathaniel. Wow. That's a boy's name. Yeah, not a lot of gender neutrality. Yeah, on the, on the boys, side. on the on the guy's side, it, it, these are mostly, you can tell these are guys' yeah. names. And Vincent. Okay. Now, the English people are weird. Here, here's the top names in the UK for 2024. Otto, Enzo, Bo, Ruben, Rupert. Rupert. Rupert, Who? you know where that comes from, Scott? Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Jinx, show me a Coke. Otis, you can't call a jinx when Sam and I are the ones that set it together. I'm just a beat behind you because I didn't sleep last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that how that I, works? You and I both go, Ted Lasso, and she goes, Jinx, show me a Coke. <laughs> what? Why did you not sleep last night? You told me, hang on. You you called me this morning. Yeah. And said, hey, I need a I need a big favor. I, I bought a coffee table on Facebook. I need you to go pick it up. It's in your neck of the woods. I said, okay, fine. So I get in the car and I'm heading over there. And you and I are talking on the phone. And you said that you d- you didn't sleep a wink last night. In fact, you didn't fall asleep until eight o'clock this morning. Eight forty eight. What happened? I don't know. I think I had a diet coke maybe too late. I I don't know. We stayed up until two a.m. finishing my run. Do not walk. And I don't want to, here's the deal. It is so good, Scott, that I want you to go home and watch this. It is about a killing spree in Nebraska. If you're from Nebraska, you know exactly the case I'm talking about. I was not familiar. Happened in the late 50s and involved, uh, at the time, what the media portrayed as a Bonnie and Clyde. Except that. Bonnie was a 14-year-old girl who was really kidnapped after her family was killed. And the prosecutors and police and media at the time decided, because we were romanticizing these relationship killing sprees back in the 50s and 60s uh, with movies, uh, Bruce Springsteen wrote a song about this called Nebraska. 
His album, Nebraska, oh, yeah. is about this case. Oh, I didn't know They that. decided she was going to go away for the rest of her life at age 14 before Miranda rights, before representation, and before we knew better about victims of domestic violence, victims of all kinds of things when it comes to very, very bad men. She was the youngest person ever put away for life <laughs> for something that happened to her at age 14. Anyway, run do not walk. It is called the 12th victim because the victim. teenager put away for this is now, by today's society standards, believed to be the 12th victim, meaning he killed 11 mm. before he wrecked her life. I, I, I'm a little bit late on this one. Um, and everybody in the audience is probably thinking, oh, my God, Scott, that movie's like four years old. I already saw it. Uh, I, I looked it up. Uh, it was released in 2019. When I, you mentioned Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. And when I was in the clink, uh, we were all sitting around watching. When you're in the clink, you know it's kind. Of, you have a communal television, yeah. And everybody has to kind of agree on what we're going to watch. We watched a movie with Kevin Costner uh, called The Highwaymen. It's amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, I I had never even heard of it. It's very very good. And and, and it's about Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, and the cops who were trying to track them down. Yeah. That car does not fare well in the end of that movie, no. and neither do the people inside of it. No, but uh, The Highwayman is is a run, do not so, walk. So here's why you will just be sucked right into this four-part documentary. It, it really gets into not just the crimes and all of the 11 victims, but also the crossover into mass media, the media, the sheriff's role, who was up for re-election, and why anyone would think a 14-year-old girl would willingly go along with, with such horrifying crimes. Mm -hmm. And she, I do believe she did not willingly go along. Mm -hmm. In fact, at the, you know, she ends up trying to escape, and there's a note in her pocket that says, police, please help me. Oh, wow. And they still send her away. But it's a lot about like pop culture back in, in the day, and there's a movie with Martin Sheen, and our, our listeners who are just a little bit older than you and I are will remember this, and Sissy Spacek, and I think it's called Badlands. And Hollywood starts romanticizing what happened in this case. And then Bruce Springsteen writes a song about it. And so a lot of people the entire time think she should be sent to the electric chair for this. She was a victim. Mm. And it was a radio personality really um, out of Nebraska, Scott, who ends up through a lot of work writing a book and telling his listeners we have to take another look at this. This destroyed her life. Uh, it was Badlands 1973. Uh, from the text line, Dana, did you watch the show In Bed? I did. Wait, the show called In Bed? No, 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 was, no, no, no okay. last night. Going back you, to your sleeplessness. Got it. Chris and I watched this on our couch in the living room. Okay. Did you use your phone when you went to bed? Yes. Started looking up the case and the history of the victims, and three hours later, I was still awake. There it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. I went through you, you, all you, 11 victims, actually. Wow. You've got to put that phone down at night. I know. That, I that, know. That's your problem. I did order some elderberry melatonin something today that Carrie swears by, and she says, take this 30 minutes before you go to bed, put your phone down, and you will sleep. You know what I've started drinking is, uh, I call it night-night tea. Cam is it like chamomile? I have no idea what that is. Oh. Uh, but it, it's sleepy time tea is what it is. The actual t uh, t name of the product is sleepy time tea. And I, I drink that at night. Okay. 
last thing I will say, as we are getting ready to finish this documentary last night, Chris looks up and goes, oh my gosh, it's Bev Chapman. This is how far back this case goes, Scott. For anyone who lives in Nebraska, they know exactly about it. There, there's a name I haven't Bev heard Bev Chapman time. looks like a 23, 24, 25-year-old reporter interviewing She's in one of the players. She's in the show? She worked in Omaha after the fallout of these crimes before coming to Channel 9 in Kansas City. So we're glued to this thing, and then up pops Bev Chapman from Channel 9. Chris goes, oh my God, it's Bev! He goes, rewind that, rewind that. And sure enough, there's Bev Chapman back where she started out yep. before she became one of the greatest storytellers this town has ever known over her 38, 40 years at KNBC. Now how come when I, when I type in Bev Chapman... All I get is Beth Chapman from uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. I don't know. I'll look it up and send it to you. Huh. Run, do not walk. It is called The 12th Victim. It is on Amazon Prime. We're down to the last 48 hours for Coats for Kids. If you can help, we really need your help this year. Donations are down just a bit. Uh, go to KMBZ.com. Click on the Coats for Kids logo, and that'll take you to a safe and secure website where you can make your donation. We, we, we end the campaign on Friday, so we're running out of time, and we really, really need your help. Or just text in the word KMBZ Coats, one word KMBZ Coats to four four three two one. That's four four three two one. A huge thank you to you and to Pinnacle Bank, our longtime partners with Coats for Kids here in Kansas City. Oh boy. We are trying to untangle this web. Let me just go ahead and give out the phone number first. 913-586-7798. Here is the story from the Kansas City Star. It just cleared uh, within the hour. And then, Sam, if you don't mind, we're going to get a little bit more background information from you that is not included in the Star story. We have watched the video that goes with this story. Uh, here it is from the start. A Shawnee Mission East high school student, who happens to be white and a male, okay? A Shawnee Mission East high school student has been charged with felony aggravated battery after hurling a racist slur and beating a black female student in a school hallway. The 15-year-old boy was charged in Johnson County District Court as a juvenile for causing bodily harm in the attack against the sophomore, who happens to be a black girl, which was caught on video, sparking protests and rattling the community. A hearing has been set for December 6th. Court records show the teen also was charged with two felonies and a misdemeanor in a separate case from June, including aggravated battery, aggravated blah, blah, blah. Uh, the star is not naming either of the students because they're both minors. Roughly 100 Shawnee Mission East students walked out of class on Monday of this week to protest the district's handling of the fight, which students say left the black girl in the hospital with a broken nose. In an interview with the star this week, the 15-year-old girl's parents say she received, she received a five-day suspension because of the fight, where both students did throw punches. It is still unclear what punishment the white male student who yelled the N-word received. A uh, few students told the star that he, too, was suspended. Now, we referenced a video 
uh, just a minute ago. Sam, you had a chance to watch that video. Yeah, it's all edited. I can play it. Okay. Walk away. Don't say nothing unless you're going to come say it to my face, because I'm not going to do it with you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm starting to break out into a sweat. Tell us what we just heard. Uh, well, I heard a maybe well, F-bomb that didn't get beeped, so I just dumped it. Okay. Uh, you heard a the female student. The vi- video begins with a female student saying, don't say nothing unless you're going to say it to my face because yep. I'm not going to do that with you. Saw that. He yelled his racial epithet. Okay. They then began walking towards each other in a quick fashion. It appears that he shoves her. She swings, he swings back, and proceeds to wail relentlessly on her face. Okay, so I've seen it, and at the point that they are walking together at each other as if they are going to fight. Think about you and me, but this is a girl and a boy, Mm -hmm. and they are marching straight toward each other like you would see in a bar fight in a movie. Okay. With purpose, they are both walking toward each other. At the point that he shoves her, that is the crime that's committed, Sam. That is the first. So he he touches her first. Yes. Okay. He does shove her, yes. And yes. then she swings, and then it begins. She swings, quickly. and it looks like kind of connects, and then they're tangled, kind of cat fighting, and they are throwing punches back and forth. And then it is very obvious who has the greater strength in the fight. And, he, he, and she's weighed down by a backpack. Not it just to tell you, it yeah. is yeah. So but she ended up in the hospital. She I, had a broken nose. I, I want to be clear. He is white. She is black. That is a fact of this case. But he shoves her first, and we don't know what happened ten minutes prior or five minutes prior. But as she says, "Don't walk away from me unless you want to finish this." They both start walking toward each other. He shoves. There's the crime, Scott. That's the crime oh, no, right no there. Doubt about it. No doubt about that, it. That, that is that is the big, the beginning of the crime. And he is charged again in Johnson County District Court as a juvenile for causing bodily harm in the attack against her, sparking protests and rattling the community. Now, uh, hearing set for December sixth. Now, now students and her family are upset that she also received a five day suspension. My recollection. Back in the day of the way fights went down in hallways, always male on male and in a couple of instances, female on female, but never did I witness male, female. Never once. Okay. No. In almost every one of those cases, when we were in school, both Both parties would be suspended. That's right. I'm not saying, I don't know what the rules are today, Scott. Uh, when I was in school, every fight that I witnessed, anybody who was seen involved on the surveillance footage was called in and punished in some way. Which I think is kind of silly. I mean, if, if he pushes her, right, does she not have a right to defend herself? I would say most people would say yes. And to me, it is worth repeating, separate case, that court records show the male in question was also charged with two felonies and a misdemeanor in a separate case in June, mm-hmm. aggravated battery, aggravated assault, and battery. Mm-hmm. That is just a fact of this case. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798.
there are several ways we could go about this story. I, I mean, it's awful that he uses that slur and directs it obviously at her, but can, can we also not avoid the, the elephant in the room that this is a boy punching a girl? Take race out of it. It is a boy right. punching a girl. Yes. I mean, th- there are so Who many. shoves first. Correct. There, there are so many things about this story I don't like. Obviously, the, the use of the slur is completely unacceptable. And if I was that boy's parents, I'd be furious. But the fact that a boy hit a girl, I mean, that to me, that is beyond the pale. Okay, let me ask you this. And I agree. If it is a girl who starts a fight against another girl, do we view that differently? So a girl shoves a girl. Okay. The girl swings back and connects. Yeah. The other girl swings back and connects. Do right. you only suspend the initial aggressor? And I think if it is male-on-male teenager or female-on-female teenager... I think there's a different outcome? I think both are immediately suspended. This isn't even a story. Hmm. I think because it is male-on-female... We do, in society, view that differently. 913-586-7798-586-7798. Sam Stevie Third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks, here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. So there's an op-ed piece in today's Kansas City Star written by Toriano Porter. Uh, Full disclosure, used to work here and a friend of the program. And in Toriano's story, uh, he gives a little bit more background on what happened. And then there's a transcript of, because when we were playing it earlier, we had to to dump because there was an unbleeped F word. Just read us a little bit that you can of the transcript. I I will, but let me me give you the background on it first. Uh, This all started... in an altercation between the 15-year-old black girl and a white girl. So it started with two young women. Correct. The black girl apparently confronted the white girl. Uh, For whatever reason, they start walking away from each other. And then, according to Toriano, the 15-year-old boy screams out, man, shut the blank up. 
a student says, who said that? And then the 15-year-old boy allegedly says, me, N-word, me. He then drops his belongings and approaches the girl before they meet face-to-face in the hallway. Then he says, what, 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 N-word, what? And then pushes the girl. And then we know what happens next. She swings at him, makes contact. He swings at her, makes contact. And she ends up in the hospital with a broken nose, ends up getting a five-day suspension. Uh, The boy has been charged within the last hour or so uh, with a felony in juvenile court. Let's go to Mike up near KCI. Mike, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Uh, This boy definitely needs some counseling of some sort. Uh, Anger management. uh, Don't hit women at all. Yeah. I've got two boys, and I've taught them from when they were little. You know, you never hit a girl. And the other thing, I don't know what the deal is about suspending everybody that's involved thing. My nephew earlier this year got jumped in the bathroom by two other boys, and they started beating him up. He starts fighting back. He got suspended for three days for fighting back. Mm-hmm. The other two boys got suspended for five. I'm like, I, I don't understand how that's right. And the, the schools would tell you, we don't know how the, how the, these things played out. We don't know if, if they're telling the truth or whatever. But I, I'm with you, Mike. I don't like the policy uh, that seems to be universal in American education that anybody involved in a fight gets suspended. If, if I'm being attacked, do I not have the right to defend myself? And the answer, of course, is yes. Unless you're a teacher. And then I, I, and I don't I, – there are teachers who yeah. have said we can't even remotely try to protect ourselves because if any contact is made with a student, we will mm-hmm. be fired. I think if you're a student, you have to have the right – Well, you should have the right. To defend yourself. Yep. Yep. Uh, Pam in Grain Valley. Pam, good afternoon. Hi. Hey, um, I'm a former school administrator. And first of all, I know that Sam is speaking of anybody in the area of that situation would probably be in trouble and faces a suspension because these days everybody has a cell phone and fights are inspired and um, encouraged based on the crowd. So even though the young lady didn't walk toward the young man, as initially what was said on the radio program, um, she had a right at the point where he shoved her, where she could have screamed, stay away from me. I don't like it that you called me that name, and I don't like it that you just touched me. So she did have a right to use her voice instead of her hands. Um, so, I mean, I'm so glad the young man's getting a large consequence, but the lady, the young lady had an option to turn around and use her very loud voice and say, I don't like it. Stay away from me. And teachers will turn and look when they hear kids screaming like that. Um, so, I mean, I often said to the parents who weren't happy that their kid got suspended, my father said, you can do anything in life you want to do. If you're willing to pay the price, well, but, I, I, the, I, but at the point where where we are is when we played the video earlier, we're already at rising yeah. agitation levels. They are charging right. at one another with purpose. 
that's where the problem is. She should have turned and said, you're not worth my time. You are not worth me getting in trouble. You got a bad mouth. I just heard you call me a so-and-so, and wow. you're, you're going to pay that price. So sometimes you have to you have to help kids understand there are other things you can do than swing a fist. To, to try and de-escalate. I, I think that's a heavy load. I understand that's what a, you're saying, Pam. That's a heavy load. That's a heavy load for a lot of adults. Mm-hmm. That is almost an unfair ask of, of someone who's a teenager. Uh, who, by the way, has already been touched. You, you've pushed me, and you want me to turn my back on you. That's not going to happen. Now, was, was she right for throwing a punch? I don't know. But, but you're, man, I think that's a tall order to ask of that young lady. She, she just had a racial slur thrown at her. In the video, it looks like she is pushed, and then she's supposed to just turn around, turn her back to an aggressor, and say, you're not worth my time. Well, they were both marching at each other as if a fight were ready to ensue. I'm not taking a side, but they were I mean, hmm. fisticuffs were happening. Uh, Toriano, by the way, is going to be joining us right after the 345 break. Uh, Kurt in Lenexa. Kurt, good afternoon. Hello. Yes, good afternoon, guys. My Hi. thing is this. I, I told Sam I'm going to play uh, play principal here for or administrator for this school district. I'm not sure which one it is. Don't care. Um, this is uh, This is my thinking. Everyone that was involved with this fight needs to be suspended. The girl had had rights. She was protecting herself because she was called an ethnic word. She's defending her right and defending herself. So I get that's what the that's what the attorneys are going to say, and that's the other thing. There's going to be lawsuits filed against uh, the may possibly maybe maybe the parents of this of the boy that that threw the punch. And I think now nowadays some of these boys that go to the high schools they have this I'm not throwing any 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 discretion or, or anything like that. But some of these boys in these school districts they have this thug mentality. I'm not knocking anyone, so so don't so don't blow that in my face. No, Kurt, but we know he had another incident in June that was aggravated battery and assault related. So I don't know what's going on with this young man. This is not the first time there have been charges filed. Let's go to Tony on line six. Tony, hi. Yes, hi. Uh, I believe the altercation resolves and responds is is the boy had a second altercation. Now, he should have been immediately suspended for the first one, and probably nothing happened. Now, this is his second he needs to be expelled from school. The girl, she had every right to defend herself. I don't think she should have been given a suspension. If she did, it should maybe a two-day suspension. But the boy has anger management, and he has racial slurs. He needs anger management in the worst way. I mean, how, how do we know if he does this at around home? Well, we, we don't know. Let, let me address a, a text that just came in very quickly, if I could, uh, from 7868. Why are you even announcing what color each of the students were in the high school fight? 
Well, let me finish the text. Yep. Does it really even matter what color they were? You people in the media invoke racism when you do that. Would you? Do you want to address that, or do you want me to do it? Uh, you can, and then I will pile on. I, I will. I will simply add the reason that we are announcing and mentioning the color of each student is because there was a racial slur and prior they to walk out. Yes. By 100 students. Yeah, there was a racial slur used in the assault. Therefore, race was already injected into the story. If this was just a school fight between a white boy and a black girl or a white boy and a black boy, we would never mention their races. But because there is a racial slur used... Obviously, race is immediately injected into the story. I'm going to interject here. We have breaking news just moments ago from the Kansas City Star. Richard Berkeley, Kansas City's first Jewish oh, mayor, oh no. who responded to the Hyatt walkway collapse, has died. Oh, God bless. Richard Berkeley, who led Kansas City during the 1980s as the city's first Jewish mayor and oversaw its response to the fatal Hyatt Regency walkway collapse, died today at age 92. He's a wonderful man. Bill Berkeley, president and CEO of Tension Corporation, confirmed the death. Berkeley, the longest-serving mayor in city history. Three terms, I think. Spent 12 years in office Mm -hmm. after first being elected mayor in 1979. Although the mayor's office is officially nonpartisan, he was Kansas City's last Republican mayor. Anita Gorman, the first woman appointed to the Kansas City Board of Parks and Recs, says Berkeley was, quote, an outstanding mayor. An outstanding leader. I don't know anyone that would disagree with that, Scott. Bright, Harvard graduate, not a braggart or anything like that. Held a master's degree in business administration from Harvard. Bill Berkeley, or Bill Berkeley, Richard Berkeley used to carry around a camera a lot of times, and he would take pictures of you. And then he would mail you. I have pictures in photo albums at home that Richard Berkeley would take, and and he would mail them to me uh, in the early days of my career at the radio station. And he was, he was a wonderful human being. When the Hyatt collapsed, Scott, the walkway, Berkeley was throwing a party for 80 friends at his mm-hmm. Greenway Terrace home. His wife, Sandy, answered the phone. The fire department spoke of only an accident, not the carnage. Mm. Berkeley visited the scene that night and wept the next day at an emergency session of the city council. Demanded an immediate federal probe mm-hmm. into the cause of that collapse. A moment admirers view as one of his best displays of leadership. Mm. What a wonderful human being. Uh, Berkeley Park, of course, named, of course. After, named after him. Uh, Richard Berkeley, Kansas City's longest serving mayor. Twelve years he served as mayor of Kansas City. Has died today at the age of 91. Sad news today. The Kansas City Star reporting that former Kansas City Mayor Richard Berkeley, the longest-serving mayor in Kansas City history, served three terms, has died today. And Let me give myself a quick correction. I said 91. He was 92 years of age. Congressman Cleaver has just released the following statement. Today, I have lost a dear friend, and Kansas City has lost an iconic leader. For 12 years as mayor and 10 more on the city council, Dick Berkeley offered the calm, collected, and utterly effective leadership that helped transform Kansas City into the major metropolitan area it is today. From the expansion of Bartle Hall to the
to the revitalization and economic development of neighborhoods across our town. He says Berkeley's um, impact, Scott, can be felt in every zip code of our great city. Two of Kansas City's most recognized reporters are joining us on the KMBZ hotline. We can't put them both on the air at the same time. So we'll start with Dave Helling on the KMBZ hotline. Uh, Dave, thank you for joining us on such short notice. He was a remarkable man. He was great. Uh, you know, Dick Berkeley was uh, really defined Kansas City politics for most of the 1980s. Congressman Cleaver didn't mention this, but uh, his uh, his proposal that resulted in all the improvements to Brush Creek and uh, needed improvements to the American Royal and the 18th and Vine Complex, all proposed by Emanuel Cleaver, actually came when Dick Berkeley was mayor. And there was a huge fight about it, but Berkeley helped see that project or those projects through as well as other things. So, so he, he defined politics in Kansas City really for a decade of the 1980s. What happened in his later years, Dave, um, after he kind of left the very, very public eye of, of great service across our community? Well, he, he would often, he had little formal role, but he would often show up at events Groundbreaking, for example, for the Kaufman Performing Arts Center, Dick Berkeley was there taking pictures of me and Julia Irene Kaufman <laughs> doing an interview when I was at the Star. So he would show up at events, committee meetings, hearings. Uh, he made his presence known, but he, it was a quiet uh, uh, sort of effort, at Dana, which it always was with Dick Berkeley. You know, we're used to mayors like Quentin Lucas now, and even Kay Barnes and Cleaver certainly being out front and on TV and and really considered the the most important politician uh, in the community. Dick Berkeley was a different kind of mayor. He was much more uh, collaborative. He had to be. He was a Republican, uh, so he had to get along with various factions, and he did so. Certainly people knew him and knew he was mayor, particularly after the Hyatt collapse when he mm -hmm. performed such a valuable service in Kansas City. But, but he, it, you know, there weren't term limits at the time. So he had to deal with a council that had been around for decades, mm -hmm. and he learned to work with them to get things done uh, and then to take uh, proposals to the public, uh, which were also passed. You know, Bartle Hall expansion, a bunch of things that he's responsible for. I think Congressman Cleaver is right that his stamp, Dick Berkeley's stamp, is all over our community. Uh, air, the, the Star Story points out airport improvements, zoo expansion, uh, bonds for police stations and a communication facility. I mean, to Dana's point, right before we brought you on the air, Dave, regardless of what zip code you live in in Kansas City, he had an impact. No question about it. And again, he had, uh, you know, the classic Kansas City approach, which is I don't care who gets credit for it as long as things get done now. The mayor was proud of his service, and if you ever teased him about it, uh, you know, he could get pretty uh, aggressive about defending his record. But he, he was one of the favorite, the best politicians I've ever covered in 40 years. I mean, he was open to the press, talked freely. Uh, he, uh, his office, which is on the top floor at City Hall, was famously a disaster, a mess. <laughs> there were books and boxes. You, this is absolutely the truth. If you went in to interview Mayor Berkeley in his office, 
you had to work your way. It was like a, a surgeon. You'd have to work your way around all the cartons and, and maps and memorabilia, and he would be buried in there somewhere. <laughs> I remember when they inaugurated Cleaver, uh, Cleaver said the first thing I have to do is kind of clean out the mayor's office. <laughs> he, had, he had paper everywhere. But he, he, I just loved the guy. He, he sent me pictures of, uh, of interviews I had done all the time. He called, actually, her his office called me, uh, Dana, uh, a year ago when I retired uh, to express his best wishes. So hmm. uh, Kansas City will miss him and miss his style of politics, which, let's face it, really disappeared yeah. decades ago in terms of collaboration, nonpartisanship, accomplishment. Uh, you know, we, we won't see his equal as mayor for some time, I don't think. Dave, be well, my friend, and thank you, thank you for calling in on such late more, notice. Can I tell you one quick story? Absolutely. Quick. In 1988, I was working for Channel 4, and they had sent us all over the country covering the presidential campaign. And in that November of 1988, my boss said, hey, you have to go to Houston on election night when George H.W. Bush was elected president. You have to go down there and cover that. So we flew to Houston, and Don Proctor, who I think you both know, great photographer over at Channel 4, and I were wandering and going, what the hell are we going to do for a story? We, we don't know a soul in Houston. And here we are at this huge celebration for Bush getting elected. We turned around, and Dick Berkeley was standing there. <laughs> Dave, thank you, and, and, Proctor, and be well, my friend. Be well. Proctor and I looked at each other like we'd hit the jackpot. So my <laughs> prayers to Dick Berkeley. Yeah. All right. Be well, Dave. Talk soon. All right. Quick break for the news. Um, we'll have more on this in just a moment. Michael Mahoney will be joining us in just a moment as we remember uh, the great Kansas City Mayor Richard Berkeley, who died today at the age of 92. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.